0: Welcome to the Staying Ageless podcast, a show that will equip you with the major keys to achieve extraordinary longevity. This is your girl, Asosa E. I'm a certified nutrition specialist and behavioral coach. And today on the show, we will be talking about slowing biological signs of aging. To get this longevity party started, I'll give you a brief rundown on how aging can be slowed through awesome lifestyle choices. And also um, later we'll be chatting with our expert, Chris Marable, founder and CEO of Consumer Longevity Biotech, Novos. I am so grateful to have each and every one of you tuning into the show from all over the world. Shout out to listeners in the USA, the UK, Ireland, Spain, South Africa, France, Nigeria, Ghana, Uganda, Germany, and much more. If today's show inspires you, I'm inviting you to go ahead and subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It means the world to me to get feedback, so any reviews are much appreciated. Hey, y'all. Hey, today we're going to talk about my favorite topic, clearly, uh, which is the central focus on this podcast. We're going to talk about aging. And really everything we talk about on this podcast, if you haven't figured it out, is related to slowing the aging process, getting rid of diseases and chronic health conditions, optimizing your lifestyle habits. So everything for me, what I love about longevity is that everything really is a part of boosting uh, or slowing aging. Um, If you're taking really good care of yourself, that's what's going to happen. While we know aging is a natural part of life, It can be unsettling to see the signs of aging. So when we start to see wrinkles or gray hair or age spots, the good news is that there are steps that you can take to maintain your youthful vitality. If you haven't figured it out yet, there's also no magic pill you can take to slow aging. It really is a combination of a lot of things. And making healthy lifestyle choices is very key to slowing the aging process And now what's super exciting is the wide range of supplements, nutritional compounds that are being studied to enhance the body's process of getting rid of dead cells, detoxifying, or even mimicking the process of fasting without fasting. Here are some simple changes that you can make in your daily routine to promote healthy aging, some of which we have discussed, definitely discussed in more depth on this podcast. So we know that we need to eat a healthy diet. But it's not just for me, it's not just about eating a healthy diet. It's about eating a healthy diet that is suited for your body type and helps you rebalance any disease or conditions you currently have and also maintain optimal metabolism, maintain optimal hormonal balance, especially as women. Um, And then obviously um, a diet that supplies you with all the nutrients you need so you are not getting nutritional deficiencies. Um, They've shown, of course, that a diet rich in fruits, vegetables, whole grains, lean proteins, and healthy fats can help slow aging. There's been a lot of research done on a Mediterranean-style diet. One that was published in the Journal of Age and Aging in 2017 found that a Mediterranean-style diet, which emphasizes these foods with the addition of fish, of course, was associated with longer telomeres, which are protective caps on the ends of chromosomes that shorten as we age. And other studies, such as the work by Martinez Gonzalez in 2019, have linked adherence to a Mediterranean-style diet with reduced risk of age-related diseases, improved cognitive function, and also increased lifespan. Then we know we have to exercise. Child, I sound like a broken record, and I'm sure you've heard this a million and one times on this podcast, but the thing is that I have to keep saying it because it's necessary and it's true. Um, exercise has numerous benefits for both physical and mental health. It can help slow the aging process. A study published in the European Heart Journal in 2019 found that people who engage in regular exercise also had longer telomeres, which is a sign of healthy aging. We also want to get enough sleep. Sleep is critical and crucial for allowing the body to repair and regenerate, and getting enough sleep can also help slow the aging process. It's kind of like if I never rebooted my computer for ten years, obviously that um, you know computer might break down easier and faster than a computer that has been regularly rebooted. So think of sleep as your regular reboot that you really, really need. A study published in the Journal of Sleep Research in 2019 found that people who slept less than six hours per night had shorter telomeres, indicating accelerated aging. And then, of course, we need to reduce stress. Chronic stress is linked to all kinds of health issues, including accelerated aging. Research published in the journal PLOS 1 in 2015 found that people who engaged in mindfulness meditation had longer telomeres than those who did not, suggesting that mindfulness practices may help slow the aging process. And this is really just stress management, I feel like is, is one of the biggest factors that can throw people off who have a perfect diet, perfect exercise, they're getting a decent amount of sleep, but they're in toxic work environments. or they have a lot of family stress or trauma and their body just doesn't deal. So really the best way to mitigate this is to have something that you do every single day that helps you mitigate the stress process. And then also to remove yourself from stressful environments and relationships when it actually becomes necessary. It's an ongoing thing. Stress management is an ongoing thing that we all have to master but it's so critical for aging and also for warding off chronic disease and other issues. And then, of course, caloric restriction and intermittent fasting. Several studies have examined the effects of caloric restriction and intermittent fasting on aging, and the research suggests that these dietary interventions can promote longevity, enhance cellular repair mechanisms, and also mitigate age-related diseases. So we all know that these lifestyle changes... All of them can help us slow down the aging process and help us promote a healthier, happier life. And we know that aging is a natural part of life, but with the right choices, you can definitely age gracefully, you can reverse aging, you can slow aging, and you can maintain your vitality for years to come. All right, all right. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we'll chat with our amazing guest. So stay tuned. Are you a woman struggling with horrible periods, fibroids, endometriosis, PCOS, infertility, or unsavory menopausal symptoms? I'm a E, also known as The Raw Girl of therawgirl.com. I'm a certified nutrition specialist and behavioral coach. And in my Hormone Balancing Academy, me and my team can help you approach any hormonal challenge you are facing from a holistic perspective. Don't take my word only for it. Here's a snippet from a recent client whose fibroid shrunk after following my recommendations.
1: Um, Come to find out, my fibroid shrunk to a 1.5. Yes, Jesus. (laughs) I was so happy and grateful to God and Sosa and, you know, just her program really Outside of my fiber shrinking, I am off of chicken, so I don't do meat. Yes, Jesus. <laughs> and I don't do dairy. Don't, you know, we don't do that anymore. And my weight is steadily at a one, 101 pounds as of today. So my weight did go up. Um, so I'm really happy with, you know, with my results. I'm really grateful to, you know, to God and to to a and her her raw girl program and i highly 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 recommend you sign up for raw girl you won't regret it
0: just in case you missed it head on back to season six and hear more of the amazing glow up stories from women who have overcome infertility normalized incessant periods and much more If you or someone you know are interested in reaching your hormonal health goals with support this year, visit therawgirl.com to sign up for a free 20-minute call and a member of our team will talk to you. Until then, stay healthy and happy. Chris Maribel is the founder and CEO of Consumer Longevity Biotech, Novos. Chris has co-founded multiple lucrative startups, including a commercial real estate tech platform whose first clients possessed more than a half trillion USD in assets. Chris's successes hit early with HotList, a startup that acquired nearly a quarter billion people's social plans and caught the interest of both Google and Facebook. All the while, Chris was pursuing a lifelong passion, health and wellness, with an emphasis on avoiding disease, spurred by his encounter with a brain tumor, extending his healthy lifespan, and maximizing his performance and well-being. As a self-proclaimed citizen scientist, Chris dug into scientific research on longevity and experimented with supplements, diet, exercise, and lifestyle hacks to find the secret to living a long, healthy life. After more than a decade of doing so, Chris founded Novos, the first nutraceutical company that targets the 10 biological causes of aging to increase longevity. Novos includes a scientific advisory board of six of the world's top biologists and geneticists who study aging from Harvard, MIT, the Salk Institute, and more. With Novos, Chris created much more than a supplement company. He built the first-of-its-kind consumer biotech platform that leverages the latest science to help people take control of their health spans and lifespans. Thank you so much, Chris, for joining me on Staying Ageless. I'm super excited to chat with you today.
2: Likewise, it's great to be here.
0: So, you have a very interesting health journey. Like I, um, many of the health practitioners or business owners that I interview that are in the health space that are doing really impactful things have had their own personal like health crisis, and it sounds like you had a very intense one. But what (laughs) can you break down for us? I guess just how you ended up getting into longevity and then and what led you there personally?
2: Sure. It's, it's a very long story, but I'll give you the quick version. Uh, okay. It starts all the way back to when I was 12 years old, I started to get interested in health. Uh, I picked up an issue of Men's Health Magazine and I was a, a, a fan of what I saw and I wanted to start exercising and getting into good shape and eating healthy and so on. And I did. I was very disciplined with it. Every single day after school, I would I would do my pull ups and push ups and running and so on. And so it was that much of a surprise to me when just a few years later, when I was 16 years old, I I suddenly had a seizure while in on a trip in New York City. And it turned out that it was caused by a brain tumor. And the brain tumor had been growing for years. No idea that it it was there. Uh, And It was, you know, a a very aggressive, impactful period or event where we had to immediately remove that tumor and had radiation. And then the recovery process took about a year before I started to feel like my normal self again. And it really deepened my interest in health beyond what was more superficial prior to that. I, I just wanted to be attractive and play sports well and, you know, everything that a You know, a pubescent kid with or teen uh, cares about, right? And then, for the first time, I realized that health there's the biological side of health, and that's far more important. And like staring death in the in the eyes and and questioning if I would wake up the next day from the surgery, uh, it it, um, it became that much more of a priority to me to be healthy. Uh, and to try to prevent chronic illness. And I never wanted to be in the same position again. So that planted a seed that has carried all the way into where I find myself today with the company I started and my interest in longevity.
0: Wow, super cool. Uh, super cool. Um, so do you apply these things in your own life? Like how, to, <laughs> like how intensely do you apply these things in your own life?
2: Yeah. Well, so I I would say it really depends on the stage of my life. So where I am now, I'm doing a lot more than I was when I was 20, uh, partly because I've learned a lot more, but also because I've grown up, I've become more disciplined. I have a routine that I can stick to better than I was able to when I was in college, let's say. So um, I I would say definitely, yes, I I do have a pretty uh, strict longevity minded lifestyle, but I also don't Starve myself of enjoyment uh, in the literal right. sense, like I, I will enjoy dessert or pizza and so on every so often, and I, I in the figurative sense as well. I I I have a balance of of enjoying my life and living life because what's the point of li- living longer if you're not enjoying it? Uh, right. At the same time, uh, I I, ha- I think I have uh, different different standards for myself over these years, uh, different expectations. And I find that I would prefer to maybe, say, sacrifice on a unhealthy meal, uh, even though it might be joyful to eat, because I find that I feel better in the hours after and even the day after if I don't eat that. So I'm really thinking a little bit longer term and broader picture because I've seen both sides of health, one side where I'm really feeling fatigued and tired and not healthy, and the other side where I'm feeling optimized, great energy and spirits and uh, and sleeping well and so on. And I just love how I feel in that latter case. And so I'm willing to make that investment to to make sure that I feel that way as much as I can.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. So I heard that your biological age is 13.6 years younger than your actual age. I, mine has always been over a decade, from, but I, I'm curious is, how you actually, um, how you measure that or what you think is the most accurate measurement? Cause I know people are always going back and forth about, you know, how can we actually even measure that? (laughs) Yeah. And then like, what, what do you think that you do in order to achieve that?
2: Yeah. So, so the testing that we've done on me as well as on customers of ours is known as epigenetic testing. And so okay. epigenetic testing is looking at the epigenome or the layer that sits above our genome and which genes are turned on and off, and then detecting patterns from that and looking at other, other people and what their health outcomes have been and their, their mortality and morbidity rates, and then using that to then basically tell you how old you are biologically. So in other words, what mm-hmm. your disease risk is, what your mortality risk is, and then how overall healthy or well are you? What are you capable of today? Are you like a 20-year-old or are you like a 70-year-old? So that that's the idea behind these biological age tests. And there's many different types. There's epigenetic, there's metabolomic, there's proteomic, there's all different forms. Uh, epigenetic is, is the most powerful today. Uh, it's also the most uh, practical in terms of uh, the ability to, to run these tests at, at a fair price. And among them, there are many different epigenetic biological age clocks. And so you can't compare two different clocks to each other. Like the age that they each give are not one for one the same. So a way to think of it is there's different generations of clocks. There's first generation, which was made famous by a doctor named Steve Horvath. He invented the concept behind it. And uh, those clocks were trained to try to predict your chronological age. How long have you been alive for? Second-generation clocks have been focused on your, uh, your your mortality risk and your risk of disease. And so these clocks—they're not looking necessarily for your chronological age, but rather for essentially what what your your risk of death is, which is loosely correlated to your or closely correlated to your chronological age. And then there are third-generation clocks. In third-generation clocks, there's really only one right now. It's called the Dunedin Pace Clock. And this Mm -hmm. was created by researchers at Columbia University and Duke University. And they collaborated with with researchers in New Zealand. And they basically look at the same people over a long period of time, more than 40 years of follow-up. And they have measured everything. They've measured brain cortical thickness, all different blood biomarkers grip strength, sit-stand tests, all of these things that are related to aging over this time span. And they've been able to create what is widely believed to be the most powerful of all biological epigenetic age tests available. So back to your question about my results, I have run all of the tests practically uh, with my epigenetic data. I've worked with a lab that was able to run these tests for me. And mm-hmm. so when it comes to, to do need, pace, which is the newest, uh, that clock doesn't tell you biological age. It tells you your pace of aging. And we can mm-hmm. talk more about that if, if you care to, but for pace of aging, if a, you got a score of one, that means your average every one year of time, you are aging one year biologically. Got it. My score for that was 0.69, which implies that I am aging, 31% slower than the average person. Mm. And then to your point about biological age clocks, depending on which clock we look at, they each have slightly different results. But the average um, across all of these different clocks is, um, I, I have to check the exact number, I can try to pull it up while we're talking, but it's, it's around minus 13 or 14 years uh, from my, my uh, chronological age.
0: Okay, got you. I really like the idea of assessing the rate that someone's aging because that actually is more important. Almost yes, it is. Uh, And there's so many factors that can change that in a very short period of time. Where you live, the exposure, the toxins in the air, you know, whatever stress in your life. There's so many things that could totally throw that out of whack all of a sudden. Um, so I really Uh, like that. How do you feel about telomeres?
2: So, so before I even mention telomeres, I'm impressed that, that you're thinking this way because most people, it doesn't immediately click, but for you, it is what you're saying is 100% true (laughs) that the pace of aging is more sensitive to change. Uh, and this is, think of it as your pace of aging is, is your future. This is the trajectory you're on. Whereas biological age is kind of your past. And you can't do anything about that, but what you can do something about is your trajectory. And that's why we think the, the pace of aging is, is the most important to look at.
0: Exactly, and some people, because that's really what I'm trying to help my clients achieve to some degree, like depending on where they are on the spectrum. I mean, we're dealing with crazy health issues, hormone imbalances, all this stuff. But in reversing those, they get their life back, and they definitely age sort of in reverse, in the sense that they're not accelerating towards chaos. <laughs>
2: right, right, exactly. Um, they're decelerating so. and extending the time frame. Exactly. Yeah. To your, to your question about telomeres, uh, happy to answer. So, uh, telomeres are are the end caps of the chromosomes, and they mm-hmm. protect your DNA. And for a while, researchers were very optimistic about the possibility that telomeres could actually be used to calculate somebody's biological age. The thought being that they're getting shorter as time progresses, because with every cellular division, the telomeres are getting shorter and shorter. And uh, so the expectation was, as you age, and if, if your if your cells are constantly having to rejuvenate themselves, maybe because there's DNA damage or the cells not running pro- uh, functioning properly that that would actually be a good measure. What's been found is that it's not a good measure for biological age because there's too much of a range between different age groups. For example, Mm -hmm. a 70 year old and a 40 year old might Mm -hmm. have the same telomere length and they both both might be perfectly healthy. But what has been found when it comes to telomeres is that if the telomeres get too short, that's where there's a problem you uh, have a higher risk of disease, like uh, gastrointestinal cancers, as an example. And so what you basically want to do is if you keep an eye on telomeres, and, and Novos Age is a product that my company sells. It includes the Dunedin pace clock that I mentioned before, but it also includes your telomere length and your percentile by age. If you're finding that you're on a very, very low percentile for your age, then that's something that you might want to talk to someone like yourself about and look into ways, dietary strategies, supplementation, that can actually slow down or even reverse the Mm -hmm. shortening of the telomeres to lengthen them.
0: Yeah, that's super cool. Awesome. What are the 12 biological signs of aging?
2: So, uh, yeah, a little bit of context behind that. It was about eight years ago or so that a, a seminal paper was published in a prestigious journal known as Cell. And in that paper, researchers looked at hundreds of other scientific studies that involved aging. And then they wanted to categorize what what are the different reasons why these animals or humans are getting older and things start to break down. And so they came up with nine hallmarks of aging. Just a, a couple of months ago, those same authors came back together. And based on a whole bunch of new research over the past decade, they added three new hallmarks of aging. So I'll, I'll go through the first nine, and then okay. I'll mention what those, those new three are. And so the first is mitochondrial dysfunction. So the power plants of our cells, they convert the carbs and the fat and the protein into energy, and you have fewer of them. And the ones that you do have are not as functional as you age. Uh, the second one is cellular senescence. So these are like zombie cells. So they're not living, nor are they dead and removed they are just in a dysfunctional state and they secrete inflammatory molecules that cause nearby cells to also become senescent or zombie-like. So it goes up exponentially over time. The third is loss of proteostasis. So if you think of, um, it's in the word proteostasis, protein. So proteins they accumulate inside of our cells and outside of our cells. And an analogy I like to give is: it's almost like if you have a lot of garbage piling up in your home, and then a lot of garbage piling up outside of your home. It's hard to access your home. It's hard to use anything in your home, like your kitchen or your bathroom. And it's the same with cells. When it starts to pile up, then it's harder to uh, for for the cell to perform its functions. Essentially. And so uh, as you age, more and more of these proteins are piling up that shouldn't. Another is altered intercellular communication. So Which cells is- are...
0: Hormones, Hormones. I was thinking in my head, like hormones are such a huge part of this.
2: Oh, yeah, definitely. So so hormones are, are one way that, that the cells are able to communicate with each other and across the body. And so it's harder as we age... Um, as partly as a function of loss of proteostasis, but other things as well, it's harder for those hormones to exert their message on the cells. And so then the cells are not going to behave the way that they otherwise should uh, because they can't communicate as well with each other. Uh, number five is genomic instability. So, this is what most people think of as DNA damage it comes mm-hmm. from UV rays from the sun, it comes from alcohol, it comes from pollution. So, all of these toxins they damage the DNA. Our bodies have the ability to repair that DNA, but our bodies only have so much capacity to do that. And even when they do repair, sometimes they make a mistake or they miss something. So overall, you want to try to minimize the amount of DNA damage that's taking place. Number six, along that same theme of genes, is what we mentioned before. It's the epigenome. So it's epigenetic alterations. Your epigenome being like the piano player and your genes being like the piano, as you age, that piano player is missing certain keys and they're hitting the wrong keys. And so the music's not coming out the way that it's supposed to come out. And there are associations with negative health outcomes as a result. So maybe more inflammation as a result of their, you know, the epigenome expressing itself incorrectly as you age. Number seven is telomere shortening. We just talked about telomeres. So I won't rehash it, but they get shorter as we age. Uh, Number eight is deregulated nutrient sensing. So think about Mm. uh, your metabolism and your blood sugar levels, your your triglycerides, your cholesterol levels. Uh, Our body is supposed to be tuned to all of this. And when there's the hormone insulin, Is secreted. It's supposed to shuttle glucose into your muscles and fat, for example, but you become less insulin sensitive as you get older. So, like the cells are numb to the the insulin signal. And uh, as a result, you have higher blood levels of damaging molecules like sugar. Mm -hmm. Uh, Number nine is stem cell exhaustion. So, Hmm. your stem cells are what produce copies of themselves to then essentially create new cells. And as you get older, similar to mitochondria, you have fewer stem cells. And the ones that you do have are not as good at their job. They might make replicas of cells that are not perfect replicas anymore. Um, So you want to try to maintain the number of stem cells you have and and the health of of those stem cells. Um, And so then in terms of the new hallmarks, uh, one of them specifically is called inflammation. So if you think of uh, inflammation, inflammation is a play on words, and it's essentially this low-grade chronic inflammation. So imagine just like a very quiet hum that then starts to get louder and louder and louder over time, and then eventually it's very loud noise. If you think of it in, in that sense, that's what's happening in our bodies in the form of inflammation over time. And it's as you might notice, like all of these hallmarks are related to each other. So they kind of play into each other. And so, um, inflammaging is, um, is the consequence of a lot of these things going wrong. Uh, number 11 now is disabled autophagy. So autophagy is, you know, the process in which the body, um, almost cannibalizes, um, old cells or old parts of cells and it reuses those parts of cells, um, is the proteins, the amino acids, it recycles them. And so uh, the body is uh, ideally recycling old defective cells, but as you get older, it's less capable of doing that. And then finally, number 12 is microbiome uh, dysbiosis. Or dysbiosis in general, we have biomes everywhere, but microbiome is, is the most powerful, let's say, across our body. And, uh, you know, you have everything from the gut-brain connection to all of these other physiological um, outcomes from your your gut biome, whether it's in a healthy state or unhealthy, including things like a permeable gut lining where foods you eat might then make their way into your bloodstream without being filtered through the liver. And so um, it's been understood that the dysbiosis can have a really significant impact on aging and aging has a significant impact on your gut biome.
0: Yeah. I was, as I was listening to the nine, I was like, what about the gut? Like
2: am I dealing with that all the
0: time? Like nutrient absorption, you know, lack of enzymes, you know, there's so many things that impair people's ability to actually assimilate the nutrition from their food, even if they have a really great diet. So I'm glad they added those, <laughs> I'm glad they added those other ones because it didn't, it didn't feel complete. <laughs>
2: right, right. Yeah. Very last one, just in time. We got it in there for you.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, no, the, that makes a lot of sense. And you can see how they're all tied together. I mean, it's just in general, it's 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 just breakdown in general, but on all the different levels that can happen in the body is, is what it sounds like to me. And yes. it, makes, it makes sense to me when I think about it from how we approach trying to help people holistically dealing with chronic conditions and stuff, because we're we're really trying to just give their body the stuff, the building blocks again, and also allow it to give it the stuff that allows it to rev back up and function properly, you know? Um, Exactly. Yeah. So, so tell me about your products and, you know, one thing I'm always curious about and I would love to know is that when you're doing supplements, I love supplements, by the way, I'm, first of all, I'm the supplement queen. Okay. I got a lot (laughs) of them. Um, I I have a lot of them. I think they're great um, when they're used you know, appropriately. They they're very helpful. There's so many herbs and so many supplements that are just as powerful, if not more powerful, than medicines, in my opinion, because they help me achieve certain results without crazy side effects. But the thing I always get very interested about when it comes to like longevity supplements is like the more I practice as a clinician, the more I feel like no one is the same. And I always wonder how you manage how do you deal with like, you know, is this supplement going to be okay for a lot of people? Do you see what I'm saying?
2: Sure, sure. So, uh, so I'll, I'll get to that part of the question. Let, let me just give a little bit of context for what our okay. supplements are in the, in the grand scheme of supplements. So we like to categorize supplements uh, in two general buckets, at least as it relates to longevity. You've got general health supplements and then mm-hmm. you've got longevity supplements. Now, of course, there are many other supplements out there. There are bodybuilding supplements. There are hormonal supplements. There's uh, you know, uh, anti-stress supplements. But for longevity, we're just focusing on those two categories. So general health is what everyone needs. These are what the government has the, uh, the recommended daily allowances for or uh, the required intakes, essentially, to avoid disease, right? Like vitamin C. You need it or you're going to get a disease. Vitamin D vitamin K, uh, minerals like magnesium and potassium and sodium and so on. So these, we we provide a lot of guidance for on our website, on novoslabs.com in r- articles we've written. We don't sell any of these products, but we do think that they're essential for people to have because as you mentioned, like our microbiomes are only so capable of, of absorbing adequate nutrients. In the modern diet, most people aren't eating perfectly healthy natural foods as it is. And even if they were because of factory farming and improper crop rotation and so on, a lot of healthy foods, natural vegetables, for example, don't have the same level of nutrients that they once did. Add to all of that our modern lifestyles where they have a lot more stressors, pollution and um, and psychological stress and so many other things. Uh, we believe that you need to supplement and and, and get some of these nutrients in um, beyond just your diet. And that's where things like a multivitamin or magnesium capsules and stuff like that can come in. So let's put that aside and assume you've covered all of those bases, which is important. Those are going to make sure that you don't cut your life too short, that you do not they'll, they'll reduce the odds of you getting a disease too early or dying too early because you've had this nutrient deficiency for so long that eventually your body can't cope and then the disease forms, right? Mm-hmm. Now, longevity supplements are different. Longevity supplements are intended to uh, slow down the aging process and essentially increase your longevity, which is your lifespan and your health span combined. So extend how the, the, the duration of your healthy life. And so there are specific ingredients that have been studied in all different animal species as well as in humans just different types of studies, which we'll get to in a second, um, that have shown extension of lifespan and healthspan. In humans, it's a little bit different because you can't really do these large scale human lifespan studies because humans live too long and it would cost tens of millions or hundreds of millions of dollars. So what we need to do is look at other animals and see how these ingredients impact their lifespans. And then we can look at humans and see if if humans take these ingredients Do they have lower uh, incidences of disease? Do they have better health biomarkers and so on? So we can kind of connect the dots at that point and say, if multiple animals are seeing benefits from this, that means it's probably something that's evolutionarily conserved. In other words, evolution decided that whatever mechanism this ingredient is working through was so important, it saved it for, for, for worms, for flies, for mice, for primates, for humans, most likely. And then when we see in humans that they are more healthy, we can then expect that they are most likely also going to have similar lifespan, healthspan extension properties like the animals see as well. And so then what are those ingredients? Well, there's a finite list. There's a lot of healthy ingredients out there that people might just think or expect are going to extend lifespan and healthspan, but they actually don't. They might have short-term health benefits, like you feel better, let's say. Um, Take an example of of a controversial topic like testosterone, TRT. Like TRT might make make a man feel more um, um, energized and virile and like younger again and so on. But it also then increases the risk of of cardiovascular disease on a dose-dependent basis, right? And so it could, in theory, shorten your lifespan even though you feel younger. So, what we're looking for at Novos is what are the ingredients that actually not only make you feel younger, but actually do practically show uh, there's evidence to indicate they are most likely extending health span and lifespan. And there's a finite set of those. Um, we have incre- uh, created our, our foundational formula, which is uh, called Novos Core. This is the box. And this has 12 ingredients in it. It's patent pending. We've done individual. Uh, We've done in vitro and in the process of doing in vivo human studies with this. I can talk about the results if you care. Uh, And to your question now about the ingredients and making sure it works for everyone, there's a certain range of dosages for different types of ingredients that are um, well within a safe dosage range. uh, And they are um, high enough at the same time to be able to exert a beneficial effect. So there's this sweet spot. If you think of the dose response curve, what that essentially means is that if the dose is too low, it will do nothing. If the dose is too high, it could actually do bad things to you, but then mm. there's a sweet spot. And so factors that might impact that sweet spot are your uh, sex, your body size, and your age. But we, when we formulated this, made a point to look at all of the human research and, um, and, and animal research and the data around that to come up with the proper dosage that would be applicable to practically everyone who is taking this. Now, the last thing I'll say about this is that all of the ingredients are found in nature. Some of the ingredients are found in the human body, and they decline as we age, like alpha-ketoglutarate or hyaluronic acid. And then other ingredients are ingredients that are found in our food supply or in our water supply, like magnesium malate or uh, a popular... Um, ingredient that a lot of people uh, want to hear more about is microdose lithium um, so yeah, lithium yeah <laughs> so so lithium most people when they hear lithium they think either like exploding batteries on airplanes or uh, uh, psychological disorder like bipolar disorder and the prescription drug treatment with lithium now yeah. the when I, I I mentioned lithium I said microdose because we're using, about one one hundredth of the dosage that is used in the um, psychological uh, context. And so that equates to one milligram of lithium. So what, what is one milligram, really? One milligram is what you would have gotten throughout evolution. Let's just say you were getting fresh spring water. Um, lithium exists in the rocks and it leaches out of the rocks into the water supply. And so between that and then the fish that you're eating that's also drinking that water that has lithium in it and the plants that are also getting it, if you're eating a a completely natural diet like we evolved with, you would be getting between, roughly speaking, a half a milligram and two milligrams a day of lithium. Today, we're not getting practically any because of water filtration and factory farmed fish and then processed foods. But one last thing I'll mention about lithium is that there, there was an article written in the New York Times, it must be about a decade ago now, where they did this investigation and they, they looked into, along with scientists, uh, regions where people had higher levels of lithium in their natural water supply. Mm-hmm. And what they found was that those who had higher levels of this elemental lithium in their water had lower rates of suicide, depression, even lower rates of rape, uh, and even uh, lower rates of Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, dementia. So <laughs> it is something that that is apparently, um, in very small doses, something that is is actually critical for our our brain health, and it happens to have positive impacts on the epigenome as well. So there's a number of reasons we included it. Overall, um, a lot of people find um, noticeable benefits when when they have this added into their into their daily routine.
0: Awesome! Jeez. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> this has been amazing. I feel like we got a lot of really great information. Where can people find Novos?
2: So uh, you can find Novos at NovosLabs.com. Um, a couple of things quickly to say is that we're a public benefit corporation. So we do a lot for free just for the general public. Whether people um, care, can, can afford our product or even care to spend the money, even if they could. Uh, we want to we do good for society overall. So we have a lot of free knowledge on our blog. Uh, we also have uh, a quiz that you can take that will give you your longevity score based on your lifestyle. And we have something called Face Age where you can um, take a selfie and then AI will analyze your facial age and then skin health scores like wrinkles and inflammation and so on. But then of course, we give you access to content for free on how to improve those scores. So uh, a lot of, a lot of very valuable content on our, our website written by medical doctors and PhDs. Uh, and then I have a personal blog called Slow My Age, um, oh,
0: my age. which is okay, slowmyage.com,
2: awesome. which has my my results that you were talking about before, if anyone wants to dig into those.
0: Awesome. Can I ask you one more question?
2: Of course. So what,
0: what happened with the, um, what happened with the studies with your supplement
2: on here? Uh, great question. Well, so, so let, let me talk first about in vitro results. So this is studies that we did on human cells. Okay. Uh, That's, that's the entry level. And as a startup, that's, that's what we could afford when we first got started. And so we, we ran multiple studies. Um, I'll mention, let's see, two, two of them, uh, were on DNA damage. One of the studies found that we reduced DNA oxidation from irradiation, uh, by an order of magnitude, I think it was around 55%, which is, is far greater than any other substance that this lab had tested. And they spent $7 million on testing pharma drugs and natural substances, and none of them had the effect of the synergistic combination. Another study we haven't published yet, but uh, we're excited to when, when we're ready, uh, we administered chemotherapeutics to human cells and mm-hmm. human skin cells. And we found that Normally, the chemotherapeutic would obliterate the DNA. It would do what's called a double strand break to the DNA. And then Mm -hmm. when people, sorry, when the cells received the Novos, a very significant number of those cells did not have uh, single or double strand breaks, which was really notable. Uh, And then finally, we did a senescent cell study where we compared Novos to the prescription drug rapamycin, which is the gold standard anti-aging longevity prescription drug and we had comparable results on senescent cells to rapamycin. Um, and then we did a case study with humans, to your earlier question. This isn't a scientific study, it's a case study where we administered, um, uh, we, we gave everyone, um, there's a dozen participants to start, uh, half male, half female, 39 to about 76. And they, uh, they had the epigenetic Dunedin pace test done, and we measured their pace of aging. They then took Novos Core and Boost for six months and then took the PACE test again. And 73% of the participants had a, a statistically significant reduction in their pace of aging, I believe by as much as 14% slowing of their pace of aging. Uh, and of those who didn't have an improvement, zero performed worse. So the the 27% stayed static. And when you think about the, the insults and the the stressors in life that would normally accelerate aging—the fact that no one accelerated—was actually that much more, you know, proof for us that we're doing something. And just for the science geeks out there, the p-value, which is the probability that this is a coincidence, um, or versus it being, um, you know, based on our, our formula, typically scientists want .05. Our p-value is .001. So it's 50 times stronger than what scientists usually expect.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: And then we have clinical trials underway, but we don't have results for that yet.
0: Okay, awesome. Thank you for sharing. Um, Thank you so much, Chris. I really appreciate your time. This has been awesome.
2: Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me.
0: attention, superfood lovers. You all may know that my favorite African superfood of all time is Moringa. Why? Moringa has 92 nutrients, 46 antioxidants, and all eight essential amino acids, making it an amazing plant-based source of protein. Every part of the plant could be used. I personally use Moringa oil on my face daily, and I use Moringa powder to add my smoothies, make Moringa bread, or sprinkle on meals for added nutrition from a company called True Moringa. Founded in 2013, True Moringa has created jobs and community with their amazing skincare and wellness products. The coolest part, every time you make a purchase from True Moringa, they plant a tree in your name. To date, they have planted over 3 million Moringa trees to combat deforestation and malnutrition in Ghana. To check out their awesome products, visit trumoringa.com and use the code RAWGIRL at checkout for 10% off and free shipping over $20. If you are already a diehard fan or becoming one, this year you have the opportunity to join their True Moringa Challenge and get free Moringa oil for a year a hundred and four dollars in value customers who have used their oil say it helps to bring their skin back into balance deeply moisturize and minimize signs of premature aging all you have to do is follow at the raw girl and at true moringa on instagram and email us at media at the raw with before and after photos or videos of your skin transformation after using the oil along with your story don't miss out on the chance to get a full year of product can't wait to hear from you Are you interested in living your best, healthiest life? I'm a E., also known as The Raw Girl of therawgirl.com, and I'm a certified nutrition specialist and behavioral coach who specializes in helping you discover what exercise and diet is best for your body and get to the root cause and rebalance if you have a serious chronic condition. Clients who have worked with me have reversed diabetes, hypertension, balanced hormonally, gotten rid of acne for good, and lost hundreds of pounds. If you are interested in reaching your health goals with some support this year, visit therawgirl.com to sign up for a 20-minute call with yours truly. Until then, stay healthy and happy. All right, all right, y'all. It's time to take a question from Instagram or email. Remember, if you would like to have your question answered on the show, all you got to do is send me a DM or slide up in my DMs on Instagram at therawgirl or contact me via my website, therawgirl.com. Today's question is from Emily via Instagram, who says, can lifestyle changes alone completely halt the aging process or is there a genetic component that cannot be influenced by lifestyle factors? Hi, Emily. That's a great question. What we know now is adopting a healthy lifestyle can play a crucial role in influencing our health outcomes, even in the presence of certain genetic predispositions. Even if your mother or father had cancer or high blood pressure or diabetes, actually you can use that information now to tailor your lifestyle choices so that that does not actually happen to you. So while genetics may make you susceptible to certain diseases... Lifestyle choices have the potential to modulate your gene expression and also impact your overall health. So, what you eat, what you do can either turn on or turn off those genetic predispositions um, that would lead you to develop the diseases that are in your family line. So, all the healthy things are, are, are things that you need to look at. You need to look at okay, what are the diseases that run in my family? How did they eat and what were they doing? Because if they ended up with those diseases, you should probably do the opposite of whatever they were doing. And then just create a plan for yourself to create these healthy habits. Like if you know your diet is off the right right track, then maybe see someone or work on it yourself and start making some changes to your diet. If you know that stress is huge for you, start making some changes there. And little by little, you'll get on the right track towards longevity. So genetics, never a death sentence always an opportunity for us to transform our diet and lifestyle choices so that we can live our best, healthiest lives. I hope that helps you. Okay, y'all, it's time to close out today's show. I really hope you've learned a thing or two about aging that you didn't know before and also about what to do to slow the aging process. Leave a comment or DM me on Instagram at the raw girl and tell me about the lifestyle choices you are going to make after listening to this episode. I hope to hear from you soon. Today, I leave you with a quote from an unknown author. It is never too late to start living a healthier life. I hope this week you take some actions to improve your diet and lifestyle so that you too can stay fly till you're 99 or close to it. Okay. Well, that's all for today, sis. If you're looking for more health tips or have a question for the show, find me on Instagram at The Raw Girl. You can also find me and contact me through my website, therawgirl.com. To watch my free diet training, The Six Keys to Determine Your Ideal Diet, visit therawgirl.com forward slash six ways free class. And to watch my free hormone training, The Secret to Resetting Your Hormones, even if you have fibroids, endometriosis, PCOS, or heavy bleeding, visit therawgirl.com forward slash free dash training. For more on this show or to listen to past episodes, visit stayingagelessshow.com.